doors closing. Four guys on a train minisode. Hey, Palerinos. It is another minisode of Four Guys on a Train. I'm Brandon. Yo, I'm Peter. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Rick. Oh. Old St. Rick. And it is the holiday season. That's right. So boop dee boop. When you're listening to this, I'm guessing you've just had a warm and uh, happy time with your family. We can by only the fire. hope. Do people do that still? Yeah. Gather by the fire. Sure. If you have a fireplace. The more we get towards the post-apocalypse, more fires are becoming big again. Yeah. You just start. You just build one in the living room. Doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. First, we need the apocalypse. You know, it's coming, baby. It's We're coming. We're pre-apoc. Pre-apoc now. So, uh, as a mini-sode, obviously, we're going to keep this brief, but we wanted to mention real quickly up top uh, that we are um, going to be donating the Jack Jar money. Those of you who have been faithfully listening from the beginning uh, will will be familiar with the Jack Jar, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't even need to tell you what it does or what it's for, because you know, wink, you know. Uh, so we haven't decided on uh, exactly where this is going yet, have we? No, and and you haven't really filled it lately. You know, you've been either you've been better or we've been uh, slacking on calling out your uh, your dirtiness. You guys have been a little more generous with me lately. I think we've been lax. It's a little column A, yeah. column B. Yeah, yeah. All right. but you have lightened up a bit. That's true. So I'll probably throw in throw in a little bit of extra just to account for your generosity in yeah. not. Uh, penalizing me for my tomfoolery, etc. But so, so I'll be uh, donating the money in the jack jar, and then and then Pete and I have agreed to match whatever's in the jack jar. Right. Um. So we'll uh, announce on social media where that's going. It'll be a worthy cause, I assume. It go. It's going to the Pete Cosmo Memorial Ear Foundation <laughs> for my for my messed up ear for his gnarly ass yeah, ear. Pure, yeah. Pete's ear is all fucked up. And I got it. I I realized I got it in a podcasting injury in my That's, in my work, which I also do podcasting for my job. So this is right. just like more work for me. I don't I don't enjoy it. <laughs> so not it's not my, it's not my fault that your ears hurt. But yeah, kid. Yeah. So kids, let this be a lesson. Be careful with these big headphones. Okay, right. these Beats yeah. by Dre. They could be dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Beat you. Literally, they will beat you. That's a PSA from us to you. Anyways, uh, happy to contribute to the cause, Brandon. Yeah, my vote is it goes to children because that's pretty messed up that this dirty ass money would end up in <laughs> helping out children. But I don't. Yeah. What children will it remains to be seen. They'll never know. If not us and the Jack jar, then who and the Jack what? <laughs> Good point. Exactly. Good point. Christmas, Rick. Christmas, Rick. Regal us a tale. Yeah. Speaking of that. Rick. Speaking of old Crimbus and old St. Rick. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring you boys a little Christmas holiday erotica. Wow, this is, I think, this is the, is this the first erotica that I haven't brought myself? Yeah, I felt really weird formatting this script and getting it all prepared. I believe so. Um, This feels I don't even know what, I don't even know how to handle this. I apologize in advance if I slip into the narrator. I'm not intending to. So I wanted to discuss it. Do you want to keep your narrator role or should the person bringing the script become the narrator? I, I vote for the latter. I think if you bring okay. it, you're uh, you're filling in the gaps, and the the rest of us will pick up the roles. You're the pinch story hitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, so what I've brought you boys today is a, a kind of a blast from the past. Okay. Um, of days gone by, a different time before uh, we might cancel certain 
TV characters. Oh. Um, so I bring to you kind of the OG piece of shit dad from the sitcom era, uh, Al Bundy of yes. Married with Children. Oh, yes. yes. I love it. In a story called Al's Unmerry Christmas by TWD Fan 14. Awesome. Which is funny because I, fo- I also formatted two of the Walking Dead scripts, but they get really uh, sexist by the end of them. So <laughs> I got to, I'm sorry, I have to request access to get into this file. Oh, yeah, me too. Fancy. Jesus. Well, request away and I will deny it. <laughs> I'm reading this whole thing, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going rogue. Let's give him some leeway, folks. This is his first time. Okay. It is I my know. first time. His first erotica. I'm an ear virgin. <laughs> Gross. Oh, boy. Okay, I've never been <laughs> fucked in his ear. You can tell. <laughs> oh, 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 you know what? Throw something in the jack jar. Give a little more to the children. Yeah. Right. You, you pervert. This is for you kids. <laughs> Don't get fucked in the ear, boys and girls. Let me tell you. You end up with hematoma. He- yeah. Headphones and penises. Keep them away yeah. from your ears. I lied to you guys. Here, listen Listen to this. I'm going to put in a healthy amount this time. Okay. Hear this that? guy's in the holiday spirit. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right. So I don't know. Uh, I didn't dole up. Uh, it's still my first time. I didn't really dole up characters yet. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of narration, so I'm happy to take some roles on as well. Sure. Is anyone feeling out the gates? Al is our lead, obviously. Mm-hmm. I got it. I I've heard you do an Al Bundy, Rick. Oh, so you want? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's like fair because that then you guys can fill in all the gaps. Okay. Yeah. So I'll take on Al. Um, Pete, I think you'd be a great bud. Yeah, okay. Can I be I Peggy and Kelly? Yes. You can make up the matriarch and the daughter of the family. Perfect. Are the neighbors in it? And Jefferson and, and Marcy show up. All right. So, Brandon, why don't you pull out Jefferson? Now, give, give me Marcy so I can remember who I am. I'm okay, all the so you're all the women. Okay, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right, Bud and, and Jefferson, gotcha. Okay. So that'll just uh, that'll be it for scene one, and then we'll, re- we'll reassess for scene two. Okay. All right. Uh, I apologize ahead of time to any uh, sexism that's represented here. I didn't fully uh, go through this before <laughs> I brought it to my gentleman. I mean, it was a it was a, a pretty sexist show. It, it hasn't aged well. It's a product of uh, its time for sure. I will say, whoever whoever wrote this uh, really kind of nailed the um, the feel and the vibe of it. All right, let's let's rock and roll. To this conclusion, love and marriage. All right, so we open. Scene one. Al, Kelly, and Bud finish up cleaning their house for Christmas while Peggy sits on the couch and watches Oprah. All that's left to do is take out the trash and this pigsty is finally done. What are you talking about, Dad? You just saw me with a trash bag in my hand going out the back door. Al points to Peggy. Well, son, you forgot to get that thing out of here that's sitting on our couch smoking cigarettes and collecting dust. (laughs) I love you too, Al. Now, kids, I have $100 set aside for your Christmas, and I dread to even ask this, but uh, tell dear old dad what you want. Peggy, Kelly, and Bud rush up to Al, all talking at once. Settle down, you gaggle of morons. One at a time, starting with pumpkin. Daddy, I want a dress that says, look at me, I'm so sexy. Why not just tell dad to get you a dress that says, come on in, guys, I'm open for business. Kelly glares at Bud. Maybe Dad can buy you some sirens to go on your shoulders and a shirt that says, Virgin Alert. (laughs) 
Nothing like a well-crafted line, you know? Oh, yeah. That's really good. <laughs> the, the cheap shots, the low-hanging fruit. Real sharp right. and, and snappy. Mm-hmm. I want large tampons. Come on, Peg. Isn't there something a bit less womanly you want? Every year you get tampons. Aren't you tired of it already? I could say the same thing about you in the bedroom. Whoa! Well, then put a bag over your head and see how... Pete's name just got cut off my line. <laughs> As you're clicking, your name keeps blocking little bits of Oh, line. sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, then put a bag over your head and see how long we last. Every time I get to see your face in that bed, I feel like I'm having sex with Kathy Griffin. Now that that pea brain that you call... Oh, shit. <laughs> this is going well. I never call her shit. <laughs> Now that pea brain you call a daughter and the sloth we call mom are done, what I want for Christmas is... Enter Marcy and Jefferson, interrupting Bud. Marcy looks around and notices the clean house. Hey, Al, what's going on? Trying to figure out what this group of hemorrhoids wants for Christmas. Wow, Peggy, I never noticed how white your floors were before. I don't know. Does she have an accent? Not really. She seems like she would. No? Well, that sucks. I don't think she does. She's like... I'm going to give her one. She's always talking shit to Al, though. Okay, so she hates Al. Yeah, hates Al. I haven't seen this show in a long time. (laughs) Wow, Peggy, I never noticed how white your floors were before. I guess you finally got that Neanderthal of a husband to put down the club. (laughs) Trust me, all you have to do is bribe him with sports and he's all yours. Don't you even have a tree yet? There's this place not too far from the mall that sells Christmas trees. Jefferson, a real man, goes out into the woods and chops down a tree for his family. Lumberjacks are real men. Hell, why do you think they have their own paper towels? A real man doesn't spend $50 to buy a tree that someone else chopped down. Besides, if you wanted your own tree, why not put ornaments on Marcy, tie lights around her, and stand her up by the window? Then again, PETA might get on you for abusing a chicken. Call me a chicken all you want, Al. At least I wasn't the mall Santa and, and had... <laughs> from the top. This is, this is great dialogue. It's not confusing or long at all. Call me a chicken all you want, Al. At least I wasn't the mall Santa and had 18 complaints from kids saying I smelled like corn chips and foot odor. What a great dig. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Well, why don't you go be a good little boy and go to the mall to tell Santa what you want for Christmas? Maybe you'd like a bra that finally fits your man chest. Oh. That was a recurring joke in the show. He did nail it. Mm. I think the chicken thing might have been a recurring thing, too. So Chicken and flat-chested. Yeah, this is and, very and 90s. the fact that she looked like a boy. Yeah, she had like a, um, a shorter haircut. I see. Okay. Classic uh, uh, thing of sitcoms of the 90s was picking apart people's looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I've seen the show. Uh, yeah, I watch it every night. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what was great was it was uh, kind of subversive. It was flipping the sitcom kind of. It was making fun of sitcoms. Right, right. Which did sure, make whatever it, we know. can do to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was making fun of them. Uh, yeah, forget the uh, clips on YouTube. That's like ten minutes of Al Bundy making fun of fat people. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, every every once in a while, it's good to go back. You know? <laughs> different, uh, different, different time, different time. Yeah, it's historical. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Marcy begins to choke Al after he insults her, prompting Jefferson to break it up. That's enough out of the two of you. These are the holidays and a time for peace. This isn't the time for you two to act childish. Jefferson then erupts into laughter, unable to hold it back <laughs> due to Al and Marcy's insults to each other. <laughs> Corn chips and foot odor. <laughs> 
I'm trying to fit your man chest. <laughs> ow, ow. Oh. Marcy angrily grabs Jefferson's ear and leaves out of the house. Laugh at my chest, will you? We'll see how much of this chest you see tonight. Babe, I'm good looking. Well, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> so I get to see your chest whenever yeah. I want. Uh, okay. Family, after I buy your gifts from the mall, I am setting out in the woods to chop down a Christmas tree because that is the manly thing to do. Bud throws down a $10 bill on the dinner table. That's my money since I'm betting on a tree falling on dad in the woods. <laughs> that reads. What? Ooh. I, I know. It's, I it's just, a very. It's the line. Yeah. It's okay. You read it in he the did... way the line was written. Exactly. Peggy throws down a $5 bill. I'm betting that a bear will eat your dad. Well, as long as the foot odor doesn't kill the bear first. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, that last line was a little iffy, but that one, A+. Yep. Kelly puts a quarter on the table as Bud and Peggy look at her. Really, Kelly? This is Dad we're talking about. If we were talking about your charge rate for those guys in the alley at night, then your quarter would be acceptable. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Good job, Bud. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. I'm going to try now. No, that was good. It was a good reading. It was just a great, it was just an even better line. It's a groaner. Right. Yeah, well, it's the same price as those sex hotlines you call, pretending to be Boudreaux Suave. Bud embarrassingly has no comeback. Is it Boudreaux Suave or is it Suave? Is that that a recurring joke? No, I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking it's like a a Rico Suave reference. Yeah, I would say Suave. But I like your take on it. I like your spin on it. Beautiful. Mock me and bet all you want, family. But when Al Bundy comes back to this house, he's coming back with a Christmas tree and gifts of joy. I realize I'm sounding a lot like Barney Rubble. A little bit. Gee, <laughs> uh, Fred. Right. <laughs> I don't want to have sex tonight, Fred. That's a crossover I'd love to see. Right? I don't want to have sex, Wilma. <laughs> All right, so oh, now we're man. moving on to scene. I was, I was racking. I was like, wait, was was he married to? Yeah. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, Barney was married to Barney was uh, married to Betty. Uh, the, Betty. Oh, boy. Betty yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm That'd getting my affair. Flintstones lore wrong. But we don't yeah. know what happened. I mean, I don't no, know. Don't. I think Pebbles looks a little bit like Barney. If you, Dude, if you I, gun yeah. to my head, I would say maybe. Yeah. For sure. Next, uh, next erotica, we got to find some Flintstones fanfic. Yeah, we do. Good call. Sexy Flintstones fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to scene two. Uh, we lose the family, and we've got Al, and he's at a supermarket, and so we need a clerk. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, do, I'll narrate then, All right. since I'm not in the scene. Al enters the local supermarket in order to buy Peggy's tampons and walks up to the desk. Clerk. The clerk. I don't know where the desk came from. <laughs> it's, not ri- it's not written in I'm there. Gonna, I'm going to go for five here. Someone else. There <laughs> here. Just making up words. Look, this is, I'm, I'm TDW fan and I'm trying to edit as we go here. So, all right. Walks up to the clerk. Hello, sir. Can I help you with anything? Yeah, you can help me find a rope to tie around my neck. I'm looking for... Uh, Al grits his teeth. Large tampons. The clerk cannot understand Al talking through his gritted teeth. I didn't catch that. What did you say? Large tampons. Large pom-poms? I didn't really take you for a cheerleading type, sir. Al pinches the bridge of his nose in frustration. Uh, For crying out loud, large tampons. Oh, large tampons. Jeez, kid, tell the whole supermarket why don't you? The clerk speaks into the intercom. Hey everybody, Uh, this guy up here just bought large tampons. He told me to tell everyone because he was so excited about the purchase. (laughs) Al does his signature gun, finger gun to head and pretends to commit suicide collapsing to the floor. Whoa, he really sold it. Yeah, he did. 
Did he do that regularly? Um, I mean, I'm assuming sure. it's a signature finger gun to the head, but did he yeah. often fall to the floor? I don't know. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. They usually had to cut that for time. Sure. Yeah, right. In syndication, you, you've just got less and less time every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're at scene three. Yeah, so now we are at the mall. Kay. We need a female clerk. So, Pete, you want to pick up the... Yeah, I got it. Picking up the slack there. And we are at a dress store. All right. Brandon, you want to get back? Can you slip back into that narrator role? You better believe it. Hell yeah. What I was born to do. Al is now at the mall and walks into a clothing store called Dress for Success and looks around when a female worker approaches him. Hi there. Welcome to Dress for Success. See anything you like? Al checks out the butt of another worker that walks by. As a matter of fact, I do. Sir? Uh. Snapping out of his daydream. Sorry. Should I read that? I don't know. That's okay. Uh, You can do what you want. (laughs) Uh, Listen, uh, I need a dress that says, look at me. I'm so sexy, but it can't exceed over $20. You know, I would have never taken you for a dress guy, but... What a person does in the dark is their business, right? Is today moron day or something because I didn't mark it on my calendar? (laughs) No, the dress is for my daughter. Oh, I have just the thing. The clerk brings out a white dressed. The clerk brings out a white dressed with feathers lined around the bottom. Oh, great. My neighbor is a mutated chicken and now my daughter is going to look like one too. Oh, well, I'll take it. Alvin walks out of the store and looks around at other stores for Bud's gift. He looks around to a sporting shop and shakes his head no. He sees a video game store and shakes his head on. <laughs> his <laughs> eye- <laughs> He's just calling him like he sees him. Yeah. His eyes then see a sex store and he nods yes. Oh, boy. I love a sporting shop. A sporting shop. Oh, what a sporting shop. <laughs> Uh, All right, now we're moving on to the sex store, scene four. All right. Which one of you wants to be the sex store clerk? I mean, I'm feeling the narrator. I don't know. I miss it. Okay. All right, I'll go for clerk. Okay. It's that warm, comfy feeling. It is, yeah. yeah. Like a nice pair of socks. Alvin walks into the Sex R Us and looks around the aisles (laughs) to find something Bud likes. Hey there, welcome (laughs) to Sex R Us. See anything you like? (laughs) Al checks out the butt of another worker, only to see it's a guy with long hair when he turns around. Al looks with disgust. Jeez, the one store you'd want to check out a woman in. Listen, I need something for my son for Christmas. Uh, Let me guess. I'm a shoe salesman and my son's a virgin who goes on dates with his right hand and a doll. There's really an aisle that says that? No, but I could tell just by looking at you. (laughs) Anyways, why not buy your son a doll? A sex doll? Jeez, how hard can that be just to pick out some rubber toy? Al looks up to see there are a ton of variations of sex dolls. If only choosing a wife could have been this... No. What? (laughs) Had. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) If only choosing a wife could have had this many options, I'd have left Pig. Hmm, Cinderella, Snow White, Kathy Bates. (laughs) Hang on, that's good. (laughs) That's it. I was going through... When I was going through this, I'm like, okay, you know what? Credit credit where credit's due. That's pretty One me over, one me back. (laughs) Al picks up one that says... For the helpless virgin. Perfect. Finally glad to have this shopping done for this migraine I call a family. Now, where am I supposed to get a Christmas tree? All right, scene five. All right, looks like it's just narrator and Al now. I'm happy to take the back seat here. Okay, back seat of Al's Dodge. (laughs) Al is seen driving his Dodge down the road and stopping once he reaches some trees. I just laughing at the timing of that. Pete's like, I'll take the back seat here. And then Brandon right in the back seat of the Dodge. That's right. Where Pete is sitting. 
Hello. Well, let's see my family mock Al Bundy once he shows how much of a man he is. Al pulls out a chainsaw and begins to cut down a tree. Suddenly, the tree falls on top of him, but Al steps out, donned in lumberjack clothing and safety googles, revealing that... (laughs) (laughs) Revealing the Al the tree landed on was a dummy. What? (laughs) Why? What a a twist is what you mean. Hold on, let Al explain, let Al explain. All right, sorry. Jump ahead, y'all. Boy, I knew that dummy would come in handy someday. I was planning on saving that for when I wanted to fake my death by falling off a cliff to get away from the red-headed wench and live out my life as a bachelor with buxom babes in the Bahamas. <laughs> so there it is. The perfect explanation. <laughs> Look, that does, still doesn't explain anything. He's just So he happened that. to have a dummy set up while he was sawing the tree down? He needed to fool the tree into falling on the <laughs> dummy. Oh, that actually makes more sense. Yeah. This is what I all see. lumberjacks have to do. They yeah. have to set up decoys because trees want to fall on the person hurting them. Okay. Vengeance. Right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. All right. Al straps the tree onto the car, but given how heavy it is, he has to push the Dodge all the way home, but fails to notice the sign outside of the woods that reads Illinois State Park. Meanwhile, let's catch up at the Bundy house an hour later. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, all right. Back to our old roles then. Yeah, scene one roles. And we also will need an Officer Brady. So, Pete, I think you have less roles in this. So, yeah. Happy to do that. Okay. Well, Mom, it looks like one of us is going to make some money given it's been two hours since Dad left for the mall and he still hasn't returned. If only your father. (laughs) Sorry. It's just the lines he gets is so, they're so bad. (laughs) And long. Oh, they're long. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Peggy. They're lines uh, made to be written, not not made to be read. Right. All right. If only your father took as long in the bedroom as he does to come back home, I'd never want to leave from upstairs. Because of the orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) What, is she Jewish now? (laughs) You see, because of the orgasms. My Al is sounding like he's from New York and Barney Rubble, (laughs) and and my Peggy is a Jewish mother. My my (laughs) wife is rewatching The Nanny right now, so it's basically been like six solid weeks of the nanny oh, theme yeah. song stuck in my head. I guess you were <laughs> sounding a bit like the nanny. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. All right. I'm going to lean into it, though. All yeah, right, that's yeah. fine. Mom, let me offer you a rebuttal to your point. Bud grabs a trash can and begins to vomit in it. <laughs> I hope Daddy comes back soon. I can't wait to try on that sexy dress of mine. How long you know will what? he keep that dress on is the question. Ugh, you know what sorry, sucks? Sorry, I had a but I had a good bud line there. I didn't want, uh, I didn't want you to roll over. I, and I butt and I didn't want to butt in. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what's sad about that little interaction there is like they nailed that. Oh yeah. I hope Daddy comes back soon. Can't wait to try on that. Dr- yeah. She. They relegated just like throwaway sexy yep. sexist lines to Kelly all the time, mm-hmm, which was mm-hmm. such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. All right, here she got a good one coming up. How long will you keep that dress on? Is the question. Bite me, Lord of the Virgins. Got him. Oh. Nailed him. Al comes back with the gifts. Uh, Bud, Kelly, how about you come outside and help me with the Christmas tree? Peggy, I don't expect you to do anything because I'm not Oprah or a Bon Bon. Well, Al, I that already have good. to do <laughs> Sorry, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> I heard the snicker I like come that out. One. Yeah, that was a good. <laughs> well, Al, I already have to do everything in the bedroom. Woo. Al, Bud, and Kelly set up the Christmas tree and Al gives everyone their gifts. Wow, the helpless virgin sex doll. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) 
Daddy, what's with the feathers on this dress? Did you steal it from Bjork's wardrobe or something? No, Pumpkin. I went across the road, plucked feathers off Marcy, and glued it to the dress. Oh, well, I'll tell Mrs. Darcy thanks for the feathers. A chirping sound is heard from the tree. Kelly looks at the tree and notices a snow-like substance on the tree. (laughs) Hey, Dad, look, there's snow on the tree. I'm still a bit (laughs) hungry as well. Mom fixed us tangwitches again. Kelly goes to eat the substance, but Bud smacks her hand away. Kelly, for once in your life, you don't want to put that in your mouth. That's not snow, it's bird poo. Why would she eat snow? <laughs> because she's it's hungry because apart. mom only made tangwitches. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. There you go. Asked and answered. It's falling apart here. Getting real sloppy. Yeah. A tag falls off the tree and Bud reads it because all trees are yeah. tagged in the state park. <laughs> yes. Illinois State Park. Dad, you stole this tree from the state park? Uh, what's it matter anyways? You think they're really going to notice one tree has gone missing? A knock is heard at the door. Al opens it to find Officer Brady there. Brady also looks like Barry Williams of Brady Bunch fame. <laughs> good, good note. Okay, <laughs> you gotta have the and then you had a lot of crossovers in the '90s sitcom. So sure, that's fair. That's fair. I know you, aren't you? No, I'm not him, and I never was him. The family then begins to sing. <clears throat> the family the- then begins to sing the song "Fuck Me." <laughs> I don't know that song. This isn't even <laughs> uh, this isn't even the worst line here, Rick. Come on, you it's got it. It's not. This no. is all me. <clears throat> the family then begins to sing the theme song from the Brady Bunch theme. <laughs> Here's the story of a lovely lady. Knock it off. All right, fine. I'm Barry Williams, but I'm not here for that. <laughs> what the fuck. I'm going around the neighborhood looking for the guy who cut down a tree from the state park. If I find that person, they'll get a $25,000 fine and a night in jail. Big Bub has been looking for a mistletoe partner. Oh, boy. Okay, that that's pretty good. Oof. <laughs> All right, fine. I am Barry Williams. Yeah, what the hell is going He's, on? He says his real name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus Sorry. Christ. Sorry. A chirping sound is heard. The family tries desperately to cover it up. What was that chirping noise? That wouldn't happen to be the endangered <laughs> Golden Crest Wren, would it? Uh, no, that's Marcy Darcy, my neighbor. Every night she goes to sit on the bird bath and chirps until Snow White and the other animal friends come to visit. <laughs> the bird then flies onto Brady's hand and he looks at it. Brady glares up at Al as he realizes it's the Wren. Uh, go on, Marcy, go back home with your family for the winter. <laughs> Al laughs nervously as Officer Brady takes him off to jail. All right, so final scene, scene seven. We've got Al, and we need a big Bubba. I'll do it. No, I'll do the, <laughs> yeah. I'll do the narrator. I want to want to. I'll do big Bubba then. There you go. Al sits in his jail cell along with a few other inmates. Oh, this has to be the best Christmas present I could have ever gotten. A whole night away from the kids, and best of all, no pleas from the red-headed, bon-bon-filled head I call a wife wanting me to have sex. Well, at least until I have to clean up the entire city of Chicago with them for community service to pay off that stupid fine. I don't think there's anything that could ruin my Christmas. One of the inmates pokes Al in the shoulder to get his attention. I think you owe me a kiss, sugar muffin. (laughs) Al looks up to see there's a mistletoe hanging on the bar above his head. He gives a disgusted look to camera. The end. Love and marriage. <laughs> Love and marriage. Go together like, like a horse and carriage. Executive producer, some guy. <laughs> some guy. Big Bubba. Wow. All right. 
that fell apart in the end, I thought. I, you know, I was a fan personally of uh, of uh, of uh, Barry Williams uh, showing up. Um, the the ca- the guest cameo got me that time. Sometimes it's a little contrived when they kind of squeeze in these old yeah. stars, but I feel like it worked here for me. Yeah, it could have just been like Carl Winslow, and you know he looks to camera and everybody claps and yeah. cheers. And it's uh, it's way too long of a pause and like you know yeah. kind of that '70s show level of like shut up already, let's get on with the sure. program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they went with an old reference, broke the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate it. So we that. have a we do have a few uh reviews here. Oh good, yeah. Uh which are also well, always nice. Uh so we have Team Blue Mail said, nice episode. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's positive. It's yeah. constructive. It's not really a critique in any way, but or an episode. That's nice. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. Uh Andre two five eight says, "Well, I called it. You owe me fifty bucks. Kind of sucks that Al had such a horrible present. Trout, trout, trout having a mistletoe and having to kiss a guy. <laughs> okay, he didn't in the episode. I mean, it was implied, but he didn't do it. Right. Yeah, and it, it doesn't suck that bad, right? Right. Uh. Give it a try." Anyway, great ending for a great episode. Could you please do me a favor, Trout? <laughs> I can't spell though. I think that's what we've learned here. Trout. So, okay, it's not a typo. This is how they spell though. Yeah. T-R-O-U-G-H-T. Trout. That's bad. That's bad. Looking in Dragon Ball Z section for a story called Breaking the Illusion of Perfection by Pressing Beerus. Character tag. Read and kindly review it? Question mark. It would mean a lot to me if you would do this favor to me. Please have a nice day. Oh, so he's pushing his own fanfic, yeah. which we now gotta looks, find and read. But it looks read. here, Rick, that the last three reviews are all from the same person. Oh, you're right. Holy shit. Okay, then Andrew we have three two five eight. Yeah, this was great. I laughed so hard at Al picking the dress for Kelly and then the toy for Bud. What a loving father is all. <laughs> what a loving father is all. The all father, Al Bundy. <laughs> He's all over uh, fathers. Ha ha ha. Sorry, I just could not help doing this after saying it. <laughs> Have a nice day. And then I laughed so hard at Marcy and Al trading insults, along with Bud and Kelly trading insults as well, that I nearly chocked. chocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Angie. I bet 50 bucks that Al. Uh, nope. I bet oh. 50 bucks that all gets out of woods without a scratch. Oh, Keep I up see. The good- yeah. So okay. these were in wrong, the wrong order. Right. These were in wrong order. These were in wrong order. Keep up the good work. Eat your pancakes and have a nice wow. day. I just want to read the first uh, little bit of Breaking the Illusion of Perfection <laughs> by Andre258. <laughs> Chapter one. Oh, first of all, countdown. Me and Agit238, who helped in giving life to the story, don't own things related to Dragon Ball Universe, just to be clear. Chapter one, countdown. He was not perfect. Perfection was him. He was not defeatable. Undefeatable was him. He was not strong. Strength was him. That's all. That's all. That's all. Yes, you got to save that for the new year, Brandon. Put it on the docket. Put it on the list. There's some. uh, Oh wow. There's some like good ads in this one. Anyway, Rick, thank you for bringing us this Christmas themed erotica. This has really put me in the spirit of the season. It's December 14th as we're recording this, and I just can't wait for the eggnog and the uh, mistletoes and. 
uh, sugar plum fairies. Is that a thing for Christmas? Sure. Dance the Nutcracker. Them. Yeah, that's right. I'm very excited. Yeah, I feel like it was an instant uh, Christmas classic, and I feel like people will come back to this episode for years to come. They'll yeah, sit around right. the fire, like mm-hmm. we talked about with their families, and yeah, uh, I, I hope you enjoy this living room and the Christmas season or whatever holiday you're celebrating this year. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Um, please hit us up on social media. Four guys on this. La la la. That's it. Four guys on That's a la it. la la. Four guys on a train at Instagram. Uh, number four guys on a train on Twitter. And four guys on a train at gmail.com if you want to send us an email like a grandpa. <laughs> and we look forward to talking to you again. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry <laughs> Christmas, you old four goats. A happy New Year. The end. Four guys on a train is produced by Brandon Johnson, Peter Cosmo, and Rick Schuler. Episode edited by Rick Schuler. The Four Guys on a Train theme song was written and performed by Brandon Johnson and uses a sample of metrotrain.wave from freesound.org being used under the Creative Commons Attributions License.